This is Sean J. Granny Mickey. Sean Granny, and I'm talking to an incredibly talented singer and artist by the name of Javen. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah. So, to start off, how did you get into music? Um, so, I started um, in music. My cousin, uh, my cousin, my older cousin actually got me into music. Uh, actually, he used to live at my nan's house, and I'm like seven years younger than him. Um, so, uh, when I was like eight, he was like really into sound systems and stuff, and he would like basically put like carnival speakers in my nan's house. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, crazy. Uh, yeah, and this this is like the late mid to late nineties, and so had the best of hip hop and R and B, and um, and the start of garage, which I was introduced to, and um, yeah, he really encouraged me to perform and write and to, to dance even though that's not what I, I'm about really yeah. but um, yeah so he it really started from there and then I just found my love for it in other um, forms you know and just experimented from then on and found where I am to where I am now and I'm still experimenting you know? yeah yeah your music has a very varied experimental style to it doesn't it yeah obviously you you and your cousin had certain yeah. sources and influences that you were playing around the house as well but as far as the older generation that you grew up around who were they playing like what kind of music were you listening to from them uh or like my like my like my mum and yeah, dad, yeah, my yeah, mum and that um, aunt or, or yeah i mean it was even it was reggae it was reggae that was playing around the house and um all on vinyl yeah. And um, also uh, like older, um, older R and B. You know what I mean? I'm talking early '90s, late '80s, that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, it was very similar um, as to what I was into. So um, I mean, even though I never really took reggae on as an influence, mm. I mean, I still really love listening to it but R&B has definitely been sort of like the number one sort of fixture in my life since I was younger from my older cousin or my mum and my aunties you know what I mean yeah so you, you have a lot of genres under your belt including house and obviously R&B and garage do you have a favorite or would you is that like oh, a tough it is tough, tough really choice? because I started out as a singer um, and then when I was 13 I joined like a garage grime crew as loads of people around my age probably did at that point yeah um and uh, yeah i started emceeing really and i found a whole new love of new music that was coming from the uk you know and craig david coming up and basically taking bringing underground sort of uk music to the mainstream you know um when i was growing up that was just amazing he sung and he emceed and that's exactly what i was trying to do but he was just levels ahead of me yeah <laughs> you know i mean he, he had experience at that point so. yeah he did he did, yeah. he did he did um so um so from that point in time it was just about experimenting and um as i got better as an MC, I would host and stuff like that in nightclubs, like for DJs and stuff. Um, so when I was of age, like around, I did my first nightclub when I was like 15 and then, and then, but not, not much around that age. But then when I was 18 onwards, I would like experiment with rock bands and stuff like that, and yeah. singing or MCing, um, hip hop a little bit more. Um, but then went back to 
more underground stuff and dubstep was rocking by the time I was in full swing of being a host, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, around that time when it was kind of tailing off, I met a guy called Elvis 1990 and I became his host and I sung on his first sort of proper release on his imprint, Night Slugs. He was, re he was managed by, um, my the person who became to be my manager at that point and yeah i was signed you know and then i kind of stopped with the uh, the hosting and i kind of just thought you know what i'm firstly a singer this is what i enjoy more and i just started sort of going on that path a little bit yeah little bit do, do you miss the hosting occasionally i do it because yeah. i do enjoy it yeah. you know it, it's fun occasionally i do it back in bristol where i'm from um uh, so yeah there's nothing that's I don't have to miss it anymore, you know, because yeah, I, yeah. I do enjoy doing it. And I'm sure like that experience having hosted before you started singing live and for crowds must have helped you to know how to command them and how to control a crowd or... 100%. Yeah, get your message. 100%, yeah, definitely. It really helped. Um, and by that point, um, I was used to being in front of like a thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand. But when I was starting my singing, my... my um, my singing career with mm. the label I was with, I was starting at 250 capacity. You know what I mean? That's walking, that's, that's walking apart. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> at that point, yeah. you know? And then it went up to about a thousand and it was like, yeah, cool. I, I'm, I'm still comfortable with this because I've been, I guess, kind of gearing myself up and kind of, um, I don't know, I went, to boot, I went to boot camp, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I did those nights where I just, emceed for beer or something like that you know what i mean or just a cab fare home you know like literally just went hard at it until i got better and then got better bookings and stuff like that and by the time i was uh, a gigging singer you know what i mean i felt like i was on my job yeah that's awesome man so because you're so varied in terms of genre do you feel like there's been any challenges that you've had in the industry compared to artists that are more specific in their tone yeah, um, I fell um, like a couple of years ago. Um, I don't really want to speak too, too much about like the past stuff because mm. I'm trying to move forward with yeah. it, but it's all good. It's all a part of my journey. So where I was doing, um, my sessions became predominantly house, you know what I mean? Mm. And um, and I started out doing R&B and what I love and underground stuff. But um, when we just got some music through that, was just working for me. It just happened to be house music, you know? And um, basically I didn't grow up listening to house, you know? It's just, I just sung on a tune that I liked, you know? And like there was enough R&B in it for me to be happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. was happy and everything You'd like that. You'd in the middle. Exactly, exactly. But then it got to a point where I was kind of like, do you know what? There's other people um, sort of in my lane other other male singers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, that that I'm kind of being compared to, or whatever, and we're all coming up together, and I feel like they're a little bit more ahead of me. I had to be real with myself. I thought, why do I feel like I'm more at the bottom of the pile here? Mm. And I thought, you know what? It's just because they're doing what they love, and I'm also doing what I love, but it's not coming across like me on a house tune. You can, you don't you hear me on a house tune? You don't know that. Um, I'm also, I've come from like underground garage, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, that's what I've come from, that's what I'm most yeah. comfortable on, you know what I mean? You'd have Hardly no idea. Than, yeah, you, you, you wouldn't know, you know? So so after after all of that, I'd sit down myself and thought, you know what, I, it, this needs to be authentic, you know? Mm. Like this needs to be Javen and nothing else. 
Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I think I did at, at, at a certain point. Yeah, so that that would explain why I guess as your music has progressed, you're now more geared towards I would say the, still the garage side, but also more like alt R and B. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so I yeah, guess yeah. that 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 is more quintessentially you. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So where the music might still slightly change, mm. it's not changing that much. You know? Yeah, it's still quite it's it's quite dark. It's quite cold. You know, some of it's more R and B. Some of it's a little bit more underground being garage um, garage related yeah. or maybe even dubstep because I'm working with a producer that had a dubstep um, uh, a dubstep um, what should I call it career I guess yeah you know what I mean um, yeah. so I've got that sound and that's what I'm happy with but it's predominantly R&B yeah. and it's more solid than it's ever been and it's all from you now as well all from me yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% real that's cool man so you're from Bristol right yeah how would you say the city has influenced your sound? It's not specific people or anything like that. Mm. It's just the nature of the place. It's it's innovative, you know what I mean? And it's like people and scenes aren't separate, you know? Yeah. Like, all of the drum and bass people don't stick together. All of the house people don't just stick together. All of the people doing, I don't know, break core and just sticking together you know yeah we're like there's only a few places in the center where you can sort of um like good places where you can kind of um showcase what you do you know what i mean um so everyone sort of gravitates to these places you know and everyone swaps trick uh swaps tricks of the trades you know what i mean yeah. everyone's fun everyone's friends you know what i mean and because of that accepting nature and to do with art as well, you know what I mean? And even just random punters on a Wednesday night that yeah. want to see a band that they've never seen before. Yeah. There's like, there's a lot of that, a lot of support for that. Because of that, you're able to do what you want. You're, you're not running no rat race. You're literally, as long as you're doing something good, there's a space for you, you yeah. know what I mean? So I feel like that has had a massive um, influence on how I've progressed. Mm. And your ability to, be free in yourself, I suppose, to make the music one. 100%. So would you say it's quite different to London? Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would. I would say it's different, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, uh, just, 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 just because of that, you know. I feel like if there's a trend, like here, like for example, like when, when House was like, like at the start of it, like yeah. 2012, 13 or something like that. Yeah. Everybody's making House everybody's making yeah. house you know and it's and the industry's here so it's a little bit harder to get a look in unless you've really really made an impact you know what yeah I mean? or got those connections exactly yeah in bristol it's not really like that yeah you'll have like a bulk of people making house but people still doing what they really love you know yeah and not getting any less love just because that isn't the um that that isn't what's popping at the moment yeah yeah and yeah i think it is it's just it's mainly because the industry's here, you know what I mean? Yeah, and naturally. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit more corporate mm. in its mindset, I suppose, yeah. So you're dropping your new single, Control, with Zach the Lad soon. When is that? Um, it drops on the 11th. Okay, but it's yeah. premiering with Jams. Yeah, Jams. Um, today, I believe, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome, Jams Supernova. Yeah. yeah. yeah so what was the process of putting that song together? Um, so with that song, um, me and Zach the Lab, we just, we went, we did it at his studio in Milton Keynes, uh, earlier this year. 
it was cold. <laughs> I just remember that it was cold and like you're getting on the vibes and stuff like that. And um, I just wanted to get a little bit more deeper on a tune, you know what I mean? Mm. I want the thing with this is like I wanted. I want the uh, I want it to be R and B. I want it to be um, pop, and I, I say pop, but um, I, I mean like open. You know what I mean? I want yeah. everybody to be able to get it. Yeah, accessible. It's accessible, exactly, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. that. So um, uh, yeah, we just we got in the studio. He had a couple of chords, um, like the first three chords that you hear on the tune, or the chords that he had, and then we just went from there. I was just writing I got just got a little bit deep you know I just thought I'd write about uh, a time that was quite transitional for me and um, something that was quite new um, in terms of feeling like I've always got a sense of control and know how to handle things you know what mm. I mean but this was the first time that I didn't really know how to, to I didn't know what to do you know what I mean so it was quite a deep time for me and mm. if you listen to the lyrics they're quite they might seem a little bit over exaggerated, but it's just because they're they're from. It's basically if you imagine um, your feelings as a person, yeah, and being trapped inside something. You know what I mean? Those are the lyrics that I'd expect to hear. That's what I'd expect to hear. You know of what course. I mean? For if feelings had a voice. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like when you're caged in on that that level, it's not enough to be simply passionate. It has to be like raw emotion. Exactly. So naturally, it's gonna be over exaggerated. Exactly. You know, because um, it's real. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. real. You know, and it, it comes across a little bit emo, but I mean, those, that's how I felt at that time. You know, and I think it's I mean, relatable. I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think so. You know, and I'm I'm really I'm really really happy with it because I was able to fully get across what I was. How I was feeling without fully moaning. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a great tune and you're a great songwriter, man. Thank you, man. So is that is that usually the process as well? Usually just like when you're writing a song uh, and putting it together, you just go link up with a musician or go to the studio and just like think how the music inspires you and then just write or? Yeah, usually, usually the music um, is either getting played, but usually I get inspired by chords. So let's just say we start with chords. I'll usually come up with melodies for like the first half of the tune, which would be the, uh, the first verse, the pre-chorus and the chorus. And then um, as I'm writing the lyrics, I'll decide what I want it to be about, mm. you know, or sometimes I just start writing and it just kind of takes on its own sort of form, Yeah, you know, and then it is what it is after yeah, that. Yeah, you, know? you, can't, you can't start that, man. Exactly. That's, that's true creativity. Yeah, so earlier this year you dropped the Show Me Something EP. Yeah. Yeah, so what was the purpose behind releasing it as a single project and where does the title come from? Um, so the purpose of it was, this was the first thing that I put together since um, my old stuff that was more housey, you know. This was more of a statement. I wanted some harder tunes and some softer tunes like mm. this is me. I don't care what you think because I love this, yeah. you know. Um, and I self-released it. I didn't put it through any labels or anything like that just because I just needed to get it out. Yeah. Out of my system, yeah, no control, out of my hard just, drive. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. I, I just had to put it out and I went through various different names. I even had a day like um, uh, where me and my girlfriend sat down and went through like loads of different like like words and tried to put them together trying to get a title for this EP. Yeah. I ran with something for a while and then I was like, you know what? I didn't want it to be lazy and just pick the first tune. But I thought, you know what? This is 
this is this I think feel like this title embodies what I'm what I want to show people. Yeah. It's like show me something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like what what are you? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um so it's like I'm showing you something you show me something that I can be impressed by, you know, because it doesn't matter. Whatever I'm, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do, you know. Yeah. Not in a stubborn, not in a stubborn way. Because yeah. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. But yeah. like, I'll always welcome um, uh, uh, feedback, Criticism you know. Or, yeah, yeah. But there's a point, you know, and it's a very thin line, you know, um, where. Uh, the, you've got to know when you can take the criticism on, on when it's positive and when it's negative, yeah, when yeah. it's useful. As long as it's know? constructive. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, as long yeah, as it's yeah. constructive, then that's great. And even then, I might not agree with you. Yeah. And it's just because I know myself a lot more now. Exactly. And that's the beautiful thing about like yeah. developing your relationship with your music uh, and your craft and not allowing other people to control it and box it in because that's something that I found as well being a creative. Mm. Uh, I'd get tired of having different clients and stuff. And so when I decided to go freelancing, like move to Japan, even yeah. though it's a big, it's a big step. It's a big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> OTT. Um, when I started to like design for myself and create illustrations for myself, I felt so much more free. Mm. And that's now enabled me to come back to England and actually like, be able to do that with my art and my stuff. So now I can do freelance and still work a ten to six every day, mm. and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Yeah, man. So where are you taking your music now? What's the plan after Control? So after Control, um, I think I want to, I want to like, so put after Control, I would have put out two things that I've been really happy with, really proud with, and it kind of represents where I've come from and where I'm going in terms of the futureness of the yeah. sound, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so after this, I want to put together something that is a little bit more raw in the sense that it's, a little bit more stripped back, you know? Mm. Uh, I just wanna open it up because the way I wanted to do this is purposefully done. I wanted to self-release the th first thing. I wanted to put the second one out on um, on a on a really cool independent, like up and coming label, you know, yeah. which being Trapdoor, you know? And then um, after that, I wanna progressively, I just don't wanna miss out any areas this time. Yeah, I don't wanna miss out potential blocks of of people that I that I want to be hitting. So the next thing, yeah, like I said, a little bit more stripped back is gonna be a little, just a touch more um, uh, commercially accept uh, um, accessible, you know. Mm. Um, but it's still gonna contain those kind of hard hitting drums and bass patterns and uh, sort of R and B melodics that I come with, you know. Yeah. And sort of deep songwriting. Um, so yeah, that, that's what's that's what's come for me next, and I'm but I'm still working on it, you know. And mm. um, that's going to be at some point next year, early next year. Okay, so so when you said the two things, is that a project or is that individual tracks or? Oh, so um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a pro it's gonna be a project. Okay. I haven't decided on the size of it yet. Yeah. But I'm I'm aiming I'm aiming for another EP. I'm aiming for another EP, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I've got a few bits at the moment, which I'm really happy with at the moment um, and excited um, about being a part of the next project. Yeah. Um, I've just got to find another couple more tunes, which me and Zach will get and a couple of other producers yeah. that um, I'm working with at the moment. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool, man. So you've collaborated with a lot of people. Um, apart from Zach, the lad, yeah. what collaborative experiences have been your favourite? Julio Bashmore. Yeah. That was probably the first time 
I made something that I was really happy with. I, the first song I ever put out um, of my own, because I've always just been a featured artist. Yeah. Um, first tune I put out of my own was um, a tune called Love Without a Heart, and I did it with the Julio Bashmore. That was four years ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's about yeah. four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, I'm, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad, yeah, because it feels like yesterday. You yeah. know, we, we did that in Bristol in his mum's yard, you know, right. um, and it was, it was cool. Yeah. It was really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my favourite, that was my favourite collaboration, I think, that I yeah. enjoyed. That I think that I enjoyed the most, but I've enjoyed all of them, you know, but that one in particular, just because it was the start of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um... Am I crazy or like, were you working on an album like two years ago? Yeah. Okay, what happened to that? Uh, it just didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's simple, isn't it? Um, no, I'll be real yeah, with you. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be real with you. I was putting together an album. Um, I was working on it with M&EK, Taurus, um, Julio Bashmore yeah. as well. And um, there just wasn't enough, there just wasn't enough hype. Like, it's the, the hype kind of died off of the back. Off Is the that your movie. hype or audience hype? audience hype i think okay uh, it just like everything was good like label loved it radio loved it industry loved it but it just wasn't really connecting with people mm. which means it wasn't the right time and place to put out an album yeah but i'm actually quite happy i didn't because i don't feel i don't feel about the, I don't, the way i feel about those tunes i don't feel about I feel completely differently about right, the songs yeah, I have right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like these songs that I have are an extension of my soul. As deep as that sounds yeah. and as emo as that it's sounds. It's real talk, man. It is, it is, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be, why, never be ashamed of that. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm not. I just know how some people can take certain things, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and it, it doesn't matter, but I'm just like, I feel very passionate about those songs. So if I had an album of these songs and only two people liked it, don't care. I don't care because I loved it, you know? Yeah. I loved it. And those two people are who I make the tunes for, you know? What I exactly, mean? exactly. <laughs> Yourself and them. Yeah. So two years ago, you dropped a five-part movie mm. with each video using a song of yours. Mm. What was the concept behind the project? Because it was received really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we didn't release all of them. So it was oh, three. That's my next yeah. question. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, all right, all right. I won't give you all I did my homework. No, 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 um, go, go. <laughs> So the idea behind it was um, we wanted a video or, or a piece of visual content that um, I guess that went hand in hand with the artwork because the artwork it never had my face on it. It was pictures of crying girls and people would always ask me what's with the crying girls in your artwork and not your face was like you know I wanted um, they represented sort of like the sentiment of the songs you know yeah and it was either uh it was either a goodbye in a relationship or you're messing up or i'm messing up you know what i mean so that's what the whole tears was about yeah. so i wanted so the the video wanted it to be like a film and i didn't want to be in it on purpose because i wanted it to just be about the art you know just and that's like so the rare it, yeah, yeah i mean i mean i just yeah I, i'm i'm just not like that as a person anyway i'm yeah. just i'm it doesn't have to be me 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 you know yeah, like, yeah let the director shine you know what i mean <laughs> let him tell my story yeah he, you did, know? he did a good job yeah so we all spoke about what we wanted and after love song the first one we were like let's just keep it rolling 
let's 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 link all these stories together mm. you know make it gritty make it british you know what i mean yeah so um, it wasn't planned to be a fight not to thing. start with not to start with we knew we were going to do more yeah but we the idea was kind of floating about around yeah. before, but no, it wasn't really set in stone until after Love Song. We were like, yeah, let's just let's just make it a story. And we all spoke about it together. Then it was a whole script put together and um, just wanted to make it look like this poor girl that got married is just having a really bad time. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, you just really feel sorry for her. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean that was it. There wasn't much. There wasn't as much thought behind it as it might look, but it was just really impressive. Yeah. So you know what's coming. What, <laughs> what happened to the last two parts? Uh, so the last, the last two parts, I've still got them. Okay. Recut new music to it, and I'm just I'm reworking with the director now um, to get that out. Um, but um, we're trying to want the right, want the right platform for it. Right. Um, recut new music, like I said, um, so it's coming. I can't tell you exactly when, okay. but it's coming. Wow. So you're still going to release those two? Hell yeah. And they're going to be put to songs that are out or new unreleased songs? Or? They'll, it'll, it'll, they'll be, they might be a mixture of two. Mm. A mixture of stuff from the Show Me Something EP, yeah. maybe a bit of Control, maybe a bit of the next one as well. But that's definitely coming and I still get messages now. Yeah. Bruv, you told me that it was coming a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like, it's, it's coming soon. I just can't stress anything more than that. I'm really proud of that yeah. piece of work. And, and people are hungry. And I mean, that's a beautiful thing as well. Like, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. people are still asking you. Yeah. And like, I went on YouTube and you can see comments saying, like, where are the last two videos? Yeah. One was like, hey, it's on Vimeo. And there's, and there's like, oh, there's a password. No, there's no password. Bro, <laughs> I had to call up the director straight yeah. away. Why he like, just had like... Because it was, it was on his Vimeo page, yeah. but he didn't he didn't realise. He didn't... I think someone else must have done something or someone sent a private link. Yeah. yeah someone sent... Someone got a hold of the private link. And they're link. like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Streets need this. And put it on YouTube. Yeah. And I was just like watching it, pulling like yeah. my hair out. Just, just like, your hands no. Up. But at the same time, it was a little bit of a relief. I was like... At least you've kind of seen a little bit, yeah. Because like, I was at the point before I was actually thinking about using that, reusing that footage. Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, yeah, it, it's coming. okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you had to pick one song that defines Javen as an artist, what would it be? A song that I've done, or yeah, a song, song that I've done. It could be one of your songs. It could be a song that inspires you. Ooh. It could be both, man. Yeah. All right. Um, so one that I've done, show me something hands down. That's okay. been all day long. Yeah. Um, and a song that inspires me, uh, probably uh, Pevin Everett um, uh, and it's Gabriel. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, Roy Davis Jr. featuring Pevin Everett. Yeah. yeah. Why that song? It's just vibey as hell, man. Yeah. And it's just. It's just, it's just, it's just my vibe. Yeah. You know, I feel like if my aura had music, it would be that. <laughs> that would be the soundtrack. <laughs> That's cool. So, what, and just to clarify, why show me something? You've mentioned it before, but yeah, why show me something? Because it's hard and it's smooth. Mm. You know. Um, I didn't originally think that I can get that much R&B on something as, as hard as hard hitting as that. Yeah. You know, and that's what I've been trying to do for years after Love Without a Heart. Even yeah. though Love Without a Heart is a bit more tame than Show Me Something. Mm. Like I've always wanted something where like the girls can the girls like 
but the mandem are like yeah it's that, tough enough that, to still be able to like yeah exactly have that stank face on exactly yeah. that's what i that's what i've always wanted yeah awesome man so uh last question what would you say is the biggest misconception people have about you or your music probably that i'm a girl <laughs> uh, because <laughs> From the, the artwork yeah yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah, like who yeah, is yeah. this crying yeah. girl yeah or uh that my my name isn't raven with a j even though it's everywhere on my socials yeah. You know it now if you don't already. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I can't think of any, anything else really. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there is one or two things, but I can't think of anything else right now. Cool, man. Yeah, is there anything else you want to tell the people? Or? Uh, just that Control is coming on the 11th of November and there's a lot more to come. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure.